This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Baldy's Breakdowns, the podcast with NFL insiders Brian Baldinger and Jason LaConfora and Odyssey Sports Original. Welcome to the Championship Weekend edition of Baldy's Breakdowns. As always, we come to you courtesy of our friends at Odyssey. I am Jason Lockenfora at Jason Lockenfora on Twitter. It's not as hard as it sounds. I promise you can figure it out. Baldy, a little easier to reach on Twitter, at Baldy NFL. Uh, as I get to spend the next 40 minutes or so talking football with my buddy Brian Baldinger, and we have lots to review here. Um, it's a big week in the NFL on field and off Baldy and I will take a big picture look at a possible landscape in 2022. That includes Tom Brady, no longer playing football anywhere. Sean Payton, no longer coaching. That's big changes for the NFC South right there. Aaron Rodgers possibly out of green Bay. We'll take a look at the fallout from the divisional round. What caught Baldy's attention, maybe some takeaways from some of those games that, could portend some change and and uh, some of these franchises having to figure out how to get over the hump. And then obviously we will preview the final four teams standing uh, here as we get into the nitty gritty of championship weekend and uh, then move on obviously to the Super Bowl. And, and Baldy, it was um, as good a weekend of football as I can remember seeing in a long, long time to have all four of those games come down to the end like they did to have the the mano imano what we thought it would be anything you can do I can do better between Josh Allen and and Patrick Mahomes to end that weekend of epic football it, it to me was a celebration of what this NFL product is like at its very very best yeah I agree and you know when you can't get up when you can't find a moment in the fourth quarter of a game to get up off a couch. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, you're like, you can't, you can't leave. You don't know what you're going to miss. And, you know, the schedule makers, they couldn't have, 
struck more gold than to put Kansas City and Buffalo in the final game yes. of the weekend. Because, you know, that type of game, it, it, I've always said it as an analyst, you get great quarterback play, just get out of the way. Yep. You don't need yep. a whole lot of production. You don't need, uh, you know, to go to a – I mean, just keep it on the field. And you just put a camera on Mahomes and Josh Allen, you will never go wrong. Like, you can't screw it up. And they delivered in a way that I don't think anybody could have ever predicted. And really, they delivered in a way where it made you think about your own team. And I don't have a dog in any of the 32 fight. But, right. like, it made you think about your own team and go – how if you're the Miami Dolphins and you go, all right, maybe we get a great coach and he's going to turn things around, but you're like, how are we ever going to get past Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes? Right. I mean, in Cincinnati, they'll say, okay, we got Joe Burrow and they do. And you can say that, but how many teams in the AFC right now can say we can go compete with those teams? I mean, Ryan Tannehill and Tennessee were the prohibitive number one, you know, seated team. And Ryan Tannehill showed you who he was in that game from the first play. Yes. And so if you don't have that guy right now, you're going to end up changing your coaches again. And we'll see another, you know, um, you know, epic coaching search like we're seeing right now because you don't have that guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think my big takeaways from the AFC were, and it includes a couple of young men who weren't in the playoffs, but we know when they're at their best, they're special. I mean, you're now – to me, going five deep with stud quarterbacks in the AFC who are all not even really in their prime yet, Baldy, all 27 or younger. When we start talking Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Herbert, Lamar Jackson, like, yeah, that's a oh, steep yeah. hill to climb. I mean, that's uh doesn't leave a whole lot of margin for error. And it is just amazing that we go from talking about this Titans team and all they did to punch above their weight class and and grab that one seed despite all the adversity and how much they play in the likeness of their coach. But when your quarterback is a guy more than the guy and he starts the game with a pick and ends the game with a pick, it doesn't matter that you're the one seed. It doesn't matter that you're no. at home. It doesn't matter that the Bengals haven't been to a championship game since 1988. You're effed. Yeah. No, no. I mean, it doesn't matter that you sacked the other guy nine times for 70 yards. Doesn't matter. No. Now you hit him 13 times. You know, um, yep. It's, you know, at the end of the day, you scored 16 points. And, it, you know, that's just not going to be enough. So, yeah, I mean, the, it was uh, it was an epic weekend. Um, you know, just starting with San Francisco and what they did and how they did it. I mean, we have always, we, it is a cliche. That special teams are a third of the game. Oh, blah, yeah. blah, blah. You go to practice and everybody's working their kickoff. And and then you get a punt blocked at the end of the first half with a well-designed play. And you start the second half and you can't cover a kickoff return from Debo Samuel. And you give them the ball to 50 and they turn it into a field goal. And then with the game really <clears throat> on ice with five minutes to go, five and a half minutes to go, you get a punt blocked on a play where they're not even trying to block the punt. One guy is rushing and you can't stop him with two extra defenders in your protection scheme. And you get a punt block, not just block, but block for a touchdown. Um, You know, we, we saw complete. And then, you know, on a final kickoff or a final field goal, you put 10 men on the field. Right. But you can't, you can't get a bigger blunder, you know, in the coaching profession than, those blunders on special teams that caused them that game. 
Well, let's stay with the with the Packers for a minute here. Um, that they, they once again are unable to get over the hump in the playoffs. Uh, it, there are some coaching uh, foibles that went into them coming up short of where they wanted to go. Um, I, I feel as if we're seeing a lot of these circle circles closing here. You know, Drew Brees, he, he's been gone for a year. The Saints are still trying to, you know, and we'll get into them a little bit later, but but they're they're obviously transforming from one era to another, and that involves the cap and players having to be purged and all of that. Um, Tampa, with what they did to double down last year and keep that thing together, and then the Packers did the same thing a year ago when they acquiesced to Aaron Rodgers and reworked that contract to, to put them in a situation where he's counting 40-some million against their cap, and they are way over the cap, and that's an older team in some key spots. Baldy, we know when they do what they did three years ago to try to buy themselves a defense, those mm-hmm. dudes ain't sticking sticking around for five or six years. Those are all two- or three-year contracts at their core, and now those bills are due. And, you know, yeah. Zadari Smith, Preston Darius Smith, Preston. you know, yeah. Adrian Amos, like they, they got a lot to figure out. Is David Bakhtiari the guy he once was? You know, can we keep paying him what we're paying him? Devontae Adams, and then obviously the biggest elephant in the room, is number 12, who already came out after the game and said, yeah, I ain't doing a rebuild. Yeah. I, You know, it was interesting. So I was doing Sky Sports the whole weekend, and Sky Sports has a great format that I think Amazon should adopt. We don't, we, they don't go to commercial. They come to the studio with us, mm. and we give the analysis. And so the game ends. The Packers put up 10 points, and they're saying, you know, what would you say to Aaron Rodgers? I would say, don't – like, just – don't talk after this game. Like, just just keep it all to yourself. But you can't do that. You know, the only time he ever looks happy to me is if he's talking to Pat McAfee. Oh, I know. He lives for it. So, you know, I mean, at some point, you know that yeah, – I understand great players. Like, you got to do what you can do to try to keep them happy and, and all that kind of stuff. But at some point, you know, especially with what we saw from Burrow, Allen, and, and Mahomes, like, those guys are just a pure joy to watch. Yes to be around. You can just tell. Now, I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers can't bring Green Bay back next year, but I don't think anybody believes he's going to be back. I don't think anybody believes Tom Brady is coming back and playing for anybody. I mean, I just don't yeah. believe it. I, I believe that, you know, like he's – when you say, well, you don't want to go out, you know, lose – well, he's won six, yeah. you know, and he's been to a half – you know, a dozen. I mean, it's, it, that's not – at 45, you're on borrowed time. He knows yes. all of that. Um, you lose one offensive lineman, and the whole thing fell Collapse. apart. You know, Von Miller couldn't stop hitting him. Yeah. Um, he knows just how delicate that whole thing is, you know. And so uh, I, I believe we're going to see major changes in all of those places. But to see, you know, if this is about quarterback battles and everything, to see Jimmy Garoppolo go and go into Green Bay and be the quarterback to win that game the way that they want it. Um, you know, if you're a Green Bay, you're like, all right, let's – let's. We, we've gone as far as we can. We've got the number one seed. We've won more football games in the last three years than anybody. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's start building this thing. You know, at the most, even if we figure this all out and we bring 12 back, we got one more year. Let's just start it. We drafted this guy. Let's start building it. Let's take the money. And let's start doing smart things with it. Let's stay on Aaron Rodgers for a second here. Uh, Baldy, he is 11 and 10 in his playoff career. 
Mm-hmm. He is two and four in his last six playoff games. Um, 12 touchdowns, four interceptions in that span. Uh, I think they've only produced 20, more than 27 points in a playoff game uh, twice in that six game span. Obviously, 10 points at home, not good enough. I'm old enough to remember the Packers 13 and 0 at Lambeau Field uh, in the postseason. I believe it's now seven and seven in their last 14. How much a part of the Aaron Rodgers story when it's written in its totality about this Green Bay era is, I mean, one Super Bowl is awesome, but I, I don't know that that was the master plan. If you would have told them back in 2008, 2009, you're never, you know what I mean? You're never winning another yeah. one of these. I think they would have said you're out of your bleeping mind. Where, where, how do we do that? What is the calculus on that in your mind? Well, I mean, just look at, you know, teams that were, I mean, look at, say, the 85 Bears. They won one, Jason. Yeah. They won one. And that's and it was a great one. And, you know, they're still showing videos of, you know, the Bears dancing. Ball shuffle, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was fun, but they won one. You know, and so that's kind of what they get remembered by a lot is they only won one. And they had the greatest assembly of defensive personnel that we've seen. Yeah. Maybe the Ravens supplanted them one year or whatever. But I mean, for the most part, since the, mm-hmm. the steel curtain, and they won one. And they had a Hall of Fame coach and a great defensive coordinator, and they won one. So I think at the end of the day, that's what you know, you're gonna put the MVPs up and all the stats and the touchdown to interception ratio of Aaron Rodgers and see how great he is. And then you're gonna say, but they won one. And that's kind of, you you can't really erase that. Um, that's why it was so important for Peyton to go yes. someplace else and get number two. As yes. as ugly as it looked. Yeah. At the next to his name, he's got two. Yes. You know, and so we know it was the defense. We know all of that. But he was still on a four-year run there in Denver, which was a great second act. Yes. And so, yes, he got he got his second. And he erased that stigma of only winning one with all that greatness and year in, year out. Um, and so it, it's, it's going to travel, Jason. It's going to travel for, you know, for, you know, as long as we keep talking about the NFL. Well, let's uh, go to the other NFC quarterback who, um, as you put it, and I agree completely, has probably played his last football game. Tom Brady has as many playoff victories over NFC teams as Aaron Rodgers does, which is obviously staggering, um, (laughs) but true, but true. They each have 10. Uh, Another epic comeback. That was a bizarre game on a lot of levels. Uh, I'm not sure what Sean McVay and those guys were doing, running nine seconds, 12 seconds, 31 seconds off the clock on some of these possessions where they're up three scores. Nevertheless, they left the door open for the GOAT. The GOAT kicked it in. Obviously, the 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 you know the cover zero blitz there with with um, in the final minute burned them. The big shot to Cooper Cup that ultimately let uh, Matt Stafford and the Rams prevail. But if that was it for Tom Brady, and I think it was, to your earlier point, there is no shame, no regret at age 44 to let it all hang out like that, to, to wow those fans, to wow America, to, to get that thing back. And he can't play defense. Um, he's healthy. No offseason surgeries planned. You know, turns 45 in, in August, and that team ain't going to be as good on paper in September of 2022 as it was in September 2021. Uh, I'm with you, Baldy. It's a wrap on the greatest professional team sports 
career I, I think we'll ever see again. I don't think we'll see anything like it. I just don't think we'll see the longevity, the durability, um, you know, the hyper-focus, all that stuff. I mean, he's made everybody around him better. Uh, there's, you're not going to find one player that ever played with him that's ever going to be a detractor. I mean, it was a golden era for 22 years with that guy from the day that he took over for Drew Bledsoe. I mean, it's just been, it's been an, um, well, it's a fairy tale. Yeah. Um, but, it, but, you know, fairy tales are, are fake. This, this was, we saw, we saw this comeback, another epic comeback. Um, it was, uh, it was remarkable. I mean, to see how it ended kind of was shocking, Sure, but it was an epic comeback. I don't even think Jason, that this is going to be a, any kind of a drawn out situation. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get, um, I think we're going to get a response from Tom Brady pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Like it won't surprise me. Like you know, he won't do anything to take away from wait till after the Super Bowl. Yeah, he'll, he'll wait till after the Super Bowl. But I, he, I don't think you're going to get to the month of March. No, before Tom Brady makes his announcement. And I think when he makes the announcement, I don't even think it's going to be tear filled or anything like. Like he's had all the tears. He's had all the joy. Like I think he's just going to be completely at peace, at peace. with the whole yes. thing. Yes. Um, and look, I mean, uh, you know, look, I think he wants to enjoy fatherhood. I think he wants to enjoy fatherhood and, you know, all the things that he said in the last week with Giselle and all that stuff. Like he's got kids like enjoy those kids. They they did. They, they sacrificed everything for him. And I think he's the ultimate probably teen parent. Like it's my yes. time to give to them. Yes. And I, I, I think that's how he lives his life. And I think when he makes an announcement, which I don't believe is you're going to get to March 1st and you're going to get an announcement. Right. Because I think he wants Tampa to, to, to let those people, you know, move on the way they got to move on, whatever yep. they got to do next, yep. you know, they got to do. And he's not going to do anything to shortchange his team or the organization and let those guys go figure out, you know, the, the whatever their next step is, let them start figuring it out. Well, and Baldy, let's go back to how we opened this podcast. This guy is a football junkie. He's not just watching his film. He's watching everybody's film. And for Tom Brady, the measuring stick isn't making a Super Bowl. It's winning a Super Bowl. He's going to be 45 years old, and he's going to have to go out there in February after a long season, 17 games now, being beat up, and try to beat Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Joe Burrow or Herbert in a mano-a-mano suit. Like, like. That's the bar he's got to clear, too, and he's 20 yeah. years older than them. Like, to think yeah, he's going to get through I'll, another year with not as good of an offensive line, because Jensen's probably moving on, right, without all those weapons, just to fight to get back to have a chance and hope you don't go out on a gurney in the process. Like, people who are saying, oh, this will sting him. How could he go out this way? Who gets to go out this way? Like, it's more likely if you come back, you're, you're retiring from a hospital room. Well, yes. Yeah, I mean, that, 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 that clock is ticking there, too. Uh, you know, I, I think that he played the game in New England the way you got to play the game in New England, being a Patriot. And, but he went to Tampa and he had fun. Yes. Like, you know, you got on social media. He did things with Gronk. Like, he was – he enjoyed himself. You know, he wasn't playing in, you know, ultra-cold weather. I think he enjoyed all of it. When he said – like, I went, in, I went for one reason only, Jason, in uh, late July this year. I went to a Tampa Bay practice and I don't, you know, it was hotter than Hades, mm-hmm. you know, and I watched him for almost three hours run a practice where it was, it was exhausting just watching right. him practice. 
and, and he did that every day in Tampa in that heat. And and I watched him and I said, this guy, he 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 has earned all of his success. Like just watching him practice was amazing. And so I, I think you know part of the piece is he knows he did everything he could to give him every chance every week, including That's the final game against the Rams, to give him a chance to win and win it all. And so I I, I really believe like we saw the end. And uh, if that's the case, we saw another epic comeback, one that we never thought was going to happen when, you know, he was sacked more times, you know, in his last two games than he had Mm -hmm. been in the last, you know, 10 games. So, you know, it was, it was, it, it, we won't see anything like it. We'll, he'll be the measuring stick forever. Um, We'll, we'll all, we all have our, our moment that remember whether it's Super Bowl, you know, 53 in Atlanta and, you know, whatever it is, um, 51, I guess, uh, we all have our, our memory. And, and he, you know, he'll, he'll be a part of the game in some way, but I don't, you won't see him on TV and being no, an and all that kind no. of stuff. I, you know, this guy is, he, 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 he's going to be the ultimate father at this point. Yeah. And it, it, just to, to pause here for a second and reflect on, we could be looking at an NFC next year, Baldy, with, with, certainly without him. Um, I think if the Packers have their druthers, they're trading Aaron Rodgers to the AFC, right? And I think maybe Denver might be the, one of the teams yeah. to watch there. Um, <clears throat> and now the New Orleans Saints had a crossroads with, with Sean Payton announcing this week that, that he is stepping away at least for a period of time. Um, what, what are, which, I guess, what well, are your I takeaways mean, from, from, from that? And where do you think those roads lead, Sean? Well, I, I think, you know, people in Dallas like, oh, you know, replace Mike McCarthy. I go, he's not going. He's not coaching this year. Not Jason. this year. He's no not. way. I'm with He's you. 58 years old. He's been on a path since really coming out of Eastern Illinois of, you know, trying to play professional football at, you know, the arena level, whatever, uh, for a year. And he's been coaching since 1988 nonstop. His kids are raised. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know his daughters. You know, she worked at uh, NFL Network. Yep. And, like, I remember when there were little kids. He's raised his kids. There's no Drew Brees. He's not walking through the door. I think at some point you go, I don't know how much money he's got in the bank. $100 million more? Money. I don't who knows. Who knows? But at some point you go, if you're working 16-hour days and – you're just grinding away and you're dealing with COVID and you're dealing with all the stuff that they had to deal with and between weather and storms and, you know, what the league does to the saints, whether oh, it's bounty, whatever man, it is, man. like he's dealt with a lot there. And I think at some point you just go, let me just see what this is. Right. <laughs> see what me, not have a normal life like. a couple of years. Yeah. Let me, let me see what that's like where I don't have to answer these questions and deal with the quarterback situation. And like, let me just find out maybe who the next Sean Payton is. And I think, you know, self-reflection, I don't – I honestly don't think he's going to coach again. I think he's going to be on a boat with Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Asking Jimmy, hey, when you went back to the Dolphins and you didn't get Drew Brees and I did, <laughs> like, when did you know, like, the second act You're was screwed. over? Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, maybe Sean Payton goes and gets a boat. And yeah. everybody comes and talks and, you know, genuflects at the feet of Sean Payton yeah. about what to do. Like, there's a million things he can do. But if you're going to do any of them, you're 58. I remember having this conversation exactly with Bill Parcells one day. Jason, he was mm-hmm. coaching the Jets. 
He had had a heart attack. He was at NBC TV. He was done with whatever uh, Cowboys, whoever it was, um, I guess before the Cowboys. And so, I don't know, whatever team he left, New England. And he's like, you know, Baldy, I'm 58. If I'm going to do something else in my life, you know, now's the time to do it. And like, you know, you just get to that, that phase in your life where you're like, am I going to do this till I'm 70, 75? Or should I get out and try something new right now? And I, and I just think these guys, the idea that they're all going to just be lifers like Belichick, like, right. I, I don't, I don't, maybe Belichick can't find anything else more fun. Well, he's and, chasing and Shula, right? He, he's, he's consumed with Shula is what I hear. Like he's, okay. he's, well, he, he's, he's chasing ghosts. He's chasing ghosts. enough to go get it. Yeah. But like, that's not going to drive Sean Payton, uh-uh. you know? So I, 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 I mean, I'm, you know, I've been on the stations already in Dallas. Hey, I'm like, he's not going to Dallas. He's not, he's not coming out and going no, someplace no. else. Like, I think he's just going to take, and once he gets out, I think he's going to realize, hey, I could, like, I remember talking to Rex Ryan last year, and, and they're always like, they're always asking Rex, hey, you going back, Rex? You going back? He goes, I'm making a million half dollars at ESPN a year. Like, I enjoy yeah. Sunday with the guys. Like, I got my life. Like, he's not going back to coach, you know, being a no. coordinator or anything. No. So I think some of these guys, you got to get out to really feel what it's like. And go, wow, I'm, I can do anything I want. Let me go try something. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's just going to be fascinating to look at this league moving forward. I already already felt like the pendulum had swung pretty hard to the AFC in terms of truly elite teams or the teams with the potential on paper is presently constituted to be elite for years to come because of how they're constructed and who their quarterbacks are. But, boy, you look at it now. You know what I mean? And – Take Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Sean Payton out of the NFC, and then that is, it's 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 wide open, right? I mean, it is it. It, it's, yeah, it know, makes it interesting. It does. You, we've always seen these purges throughout history of the NFL. You know, I remember when you know Marino and Montana and that group was all right. leaving, and you know Warren Moon, and you know there, you know we've got you know maybe Sean McVay and. Like, this is the next Sean Payton. And, right. you know, these quarterbacks that we just watched duel it out, like, there's no doubt that Josh Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are going to go at it for a long time. Yes. Like, we're going to – you know, the schedule makers, you know, they're already, um, you know, probably trying to figure out how they can get them to play oh, every yeah. year. Oh, yeah. You know, and so, you know, once they're like, just, they, just the way they did with Payton and with Brady, yep. and we're, we're, we're already going to see those matchups. And – it's great to see Cincinnati with a young coach and a young quarterback and a star receiver, you know, kind of turn things over. And everybody's looking up at Cincinnati, you know, Baltimore and Pittsburgh, all these traditional winners. Yep. And they're all looking up at Cincinnati right now. It, 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 the turnover is good for the league. Well, let's let's um, hit on the, the one losing team from last week that we haven't really talked about yet before we spin it forward into these uh, championship games. I had somebody ask me early in the week, I was doing a radio hit and they're like, you know, what, what, you know, talking about the squib kick and, you know, what, what really could the Buffalo Bills have done differently to win this game? Where did they screw up? And I thought about it for a minute and I said, screwed up by not getting the one seed, you know, like, yeah, they screwed where they really screwed up was when you and I are sitting here talking about the Chiefs in mid-October, late October, early November, and they're playing Chris Jones out of position and they don't have enough bodies up front and you can run on them, you can throw on them. You know, Mahomes is throwing picks because he's trying to do too much. And yet they still come out of it and they're hosting 
the Bills in the division round, and now they're hosting the championship game because the one seed lost. Like, you got to yeah. – like, this is like the whole Brady thing again. Like, if you got to go to Foxborough, you're probably screwed. If you can yeah. get them in your place, you might have a chance. I thought when the Eagles won in 2017, they had the number one seed, um, and they all had to go through Philly. If they had to go to Minnesota – for the NFC Championship game, I don't think they would have beaten the Vikings. Um, the home field is a big deal. Uh, there's no question. However, I do believe that with 13 seconds left, yeah. you can't kick the ball out of the end. No. Now, now, I will give Kansas City that first play um, that they ran out of a bunch formation is a brilliant play. Like, I don't know how many times they've rehearsed that, mm. practiced it. It's a great play. Dallas wishes they had that play oh. the week before. You know, it's, it's a great – now, they had timeouts, so it's a little bit different. But, you know, they gained 19 yards in that first play, and it took five seconds off it. And it was perfectly – it was a perfect execution. So I give the Chiefs a ton of credit on that play. The second play is straight street ball. Like, I, I got to hear the NFL film's footage, um, if there is, of just Mahomes and Kelsey oh. at the line of scrimmage kind of yelling at each other about what they're going to do and how they kind of created the play based on what the defense was giving them. And that's always been the case about why quarterbacks should have more control than some of them have. Now, not all of them are Patrick Mahomes right. and have that type of, you know, street cred. But, like, call your play at the line based on what the defense is showing you and figure something out. Like, literally draw it up in the dirt. And that's kind of what they did to get the next 25 to get down and, and call a timeout. But they didn't make a mistake. But I, I feel like – if you squibbed it, Jason, mm -hmm. and even if you knelt on it, you're probably going to get down to 11 seconds. Yes. In That's 11 seconds, you probably can't run both those plays. Right. And so two seconds, you probably can't run Jason Kelsey for 25, maybe 15 and get down. And then you're probably not in Butker's range. So I felt like if you just could take off two seconds off the clock, off a squib, you could have been – you know, we don't know, but sure. I felt like the margins get real slim, defense. though. Yeah, the margins yeah. Get, get real, real slim. Um, look, I, I'm with you. I think this is this is going to be Manning uh, versus Brady, I, I, except it's going to be new age, right? These guys are so athletic. They're so strong. They're such tremendous athletes. I mean, uh, Josh, Josh Allen on cork, you know, a couple of throws that like, uh, I mean, uh, you know, well, the, Peyton the, Manning the, was awesome, but Peyton Manning couldn't do that. You know what I mean? Like there's well, there's I a mean, degree of athleticism and strength and brawn to their game that is fascinating. I mean, he not. I mean, look, Tyron Matthews out of the game because yeah. in fourth and two, yeah. he's trying to tackle. You know, yeah. now it's friendly fire runs in his own guy, but he's trying to tackle Josh Allen. He's making a business decision. I'm going to go for his shoelaces. I'm not hitting this guy at the thighs. You know, and Tyron Matthews is one of the great tacklers in this yes. league. Yes, like. You know, it's almost to the point where, I mean, we're, you know, Brian Dable will be gone. Uh, I, you know, you tell me when he's going to be the coach of the Giants. Yeah. Giants uh, or the Dolphins. He's, he's, yeah. Giants yeah. or Dolphins, either one. But, but, you know, it, it's to the point where why would you ever punt on fourth down yeah. with Josh Allen? Like, just run quarterback sweep. Like, you don't even have to, like, when they tried to give the ball to Isaiah McKenzie, you know, on third, like, just put it in Josh's hands. Yeah. Like, they can't tackle him. He's faster than anybody else. Like, he's just changing the game. And Mahomes, you know, his touchdown run for eight yards, the things that he – 
know, he runs a bootleg on, on the eight-yard line. And he's got Jerry Hughes and Matt Milano right in his face. I don't yeah. know how he jumped yeah. and found Byron Pringle for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know how you draw that play up and how he sees it so fast. Um, the, those guys are just – we may never have seen two more fun players to play and more indefensible players yes. to play than those two guys. I mean, if, if I'm Kansas City and I'm playing Cincinnati this week – I'm just running shallow crosses to Miko Hardman and Tyreek Hill because the chances are if you catch them on the run, you're just going to outrun your defense mm-hmm. no matter what you do. Well, let's let's talk AFC Championship game. Um, we said coming out of the Raiders game that, wow, okay, that's impressive. The Bengals, uh, you know, sloughed off 30 years of, of uh, angst and losing. And they 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 shed their playoff demons, but they're going to have to play much better against the Titans. And defensively, they did in a lot of regards, but offensively, Baldy's still not finishing drives in the red zone the way the Bengals would like. And the offensive line, particularly the right side, is a big concern. We now have Mel- Melvin Ingram and Chris Jones and company. I I I don't want to write the Bengals off, and I'm not writing them off. And I think this is going to be an interesting football game. And I, that group has a lot of confidence and they're very plucky and they've got a fearless leader, but you got to be able to protect your quarterback. I, I just don't know that you can win back to back road games against this caliber of team, allowing your quarterback to be hit that much. I, I just don't think it's tenable. Well, I thought that was going to be, you know, that was my, I thought that, yeah, I thought, uh, yeah. And it, and it happened. They just and, overcame it. Yeah. Yeah. They just overcame it. Now, you know, the three interceptions by Tannehill. And, oh yeah. You know, they, they couldn't gain a yard, Jason, when they no. needed a yard with Derrick Henry. I mean, no. whether it's a two-point conversion or halfway through the fourth quarter on fourth and one. I mean, if they get that fourth and one, they, who knows how much time they take off the clock yep. before they kick a field goal or score a touchdown. I mean, you know, Cincinnati might not have a chance to win the game. They, so, you know, credit Cincinnati. They made the stops, um, you know, in those situations. But you can't, you know. But I, I do think, like, the offensive line is – they know that it's not the strongest group. And at some point, it just catches up to you. Yes. And, and, but now, you know, the last time they played week, you know, 17, 18, whatever it was, you know, they put up 34 points on me. You just see Kansas City playing all this man coverage. Like, well, Spags, especially in light of the safety situation in Kansas City, can you afford to go zero coverage? Can you afford to play as much man with Charvarius and Legarius, you know, those guys against Jamar? Because they destroyed him doing that. So it'll be interesting to see how Kansas City kind of changes up so that Cincinnati doesn't have a chance to put up 34 points like they did the last time they played. Yeah, and I I wonder if – I know that Cincinnati doesn't want to be a max protect team and they do their best stuff in empty. But I do just wonder if they have to run this offense through Joe Mixon a little bit more um, to protect their quarterback and then to try to take – right, to try to bleed this clock. Because we just saw – 13 seconds is all this guy needs to go the length yeah. of the field. No, I mean, look, Joe Mixon has shown the ability this year. You know, he had 30 runs against Pittsburgh. He had 28 the following week. I mean, he can he he, he can carry it. And if you do give it to him 20 or more times, he's going to get you 100 yards. And so how, how you know, the score will dictate it. You know, if, they, if they're in the game and Kansas City's not jumping out to an early lead, I think they can stay with the run longer. And I think – um, that would be, you know, a pretty good game plan for, uh, you know, for Brian Callahan, the offense coordinator, yep. to kind of dial up. And 
Zach Taylor to kind of sign off on. So I think that Mixon has a chance to be a much bigger part of this game plan than what we have seen. Fourth straight year, Patrick Mahomes hosting the AFC Championship game. We've never seen that before, especially for someone only in four years as a starter. Um, I know we think the Bengals have a chance, certainly. But it's, it's, it's hard to pick against the Chiefs in a scenario like this, is it not? You know, if Patrick Mahomes was playing highlight, I'm taking Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. You know, like, I mean, yeah. pick, pick, a, pick an event, a yeah. sport. Yeah. You know, putt-putt golf, I'm taking yeah. Mahomes. Bad man. Like, that, uh-huh. guy's, that guy's demeanor is the perfect demeanor because he could be sitting there on the bench and chewing on his mouthpiece and look like he's in, you know, Never Never Land. Land. Yeah. He looks like that until you put the ball in his hands. And when you put the ball in his hands, it's it's like you plug this – this super football brain inside him. And no matter what you do, like he's got some answer with the ball in his hands to whatever you're doing. Like we've never really seen anything like this guy before. I mean, I enjoyed watching Marino and Montana and all the rest of them as much as anybody, but we've never seen anybody. Yeah, I said it this week, Jason, pick a sport, pick the NBA, pick major league, pick a sport. There's not a more entertaining player in any sport than Patrick Mahomes. Like, he gives you everything. Yes. He gives you entertainment. He gives you competitive fire. He gives you wow. He gives you everything. Like, you can't take your eyes off the guy. That's why the camera's always on him. You, you'd be foolish to ever take right. the camera off the guy. Right. Because you're either going to get a reaction. You're going to get a great play. I mean, he's just he's just different than everybody else at that position right now. Yeah, I, I am – I echo all those sentiments, and I think we are um, going to be talking about Patrick Mahomes again next week because I think he's going to be competing for another Lombardi trophy. little different dynamic in the NFC, Baldy. There is uber familiarity here. We know about the history of Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay and and that um, all-star coaching staff that Mike Shanahan put together in Washington back in the day. Uh, Mm -hmm. We know that Kyle continues to get the better of Sean. And um, we have certainly seen a 49ers team show a tremendous amount of fortitude down the stretch to make the playoffs and to get to this point. We also see a Rams team, though, that is playing its best football of the season that um, is now seeing guys like Odell Beckham and Von Miller not just find their way, but take games over in critical moments. Matt Stafford has shed the whole label of he can't win in the playoffs. Um, styles make fights. I mean, this is this is an interesting one to me because I think at the end of the day, the 49ers want to play a backyard brawl, right? And I think the Rams want to um, – I, I don't. I won't use the term finesse, but their, their modus operandi to me is a little different. As close as these coaches are and as many philosophies as they share, when I watch these teams play, they feel different to me. Well, I feel like one team is truly more gifted, and that being the Rams, from the quarterback to, you know, pick. But the 49ers are just a gritty group. Yes. The one thing, like, I, I believe the Rams are built to win this game. And they all know that they're all, all those names that we talk about every week with that team, they know why they're all there. They're there for this moment and the one, one, the, one week, two weeks, and later. one more moment in the same stadium two weeks later to win it all. That's what they know. They know all that. 
But there's something about like they're up 17 nothing in week 17 or week 18 and they can't put the yeah. 49ers away. Yeah. You know, and they're up, you know, 27 to 3 and they can't put Tampa away and here's Cam Akers putting on the ground and Stafford fumbles, he, he ends up falling on his own. Like there's something about that team that just seems careless. Like the way uber talented teams sometimes yeah. can be. Yeah. And that's the only reservation I have is like, why does Cooper Cup fumble for the first time the whole year? Like, how does that ball get knocked out of his hands? He hasn't fumbled once the whole year, but he he, he loses a fumble. You know, like it's just, it seems, and you know, we've seen Stafford throw the interceptions, um, you know, in, in big moments. And so like, there's something about them. Like, how does Jalen Ramsey get beat by Mike Evans? Like, there's nothing yeah. about Jalen Ramsey's DNA that says, I'm going to get right. beat over the top by anybody. Like, I'm not getting beat over the top. I want this assignment. I'm not getting beat. And he gets beat over the top by Mike Evans. There's just something missing to me with this Rams team. And I want to pick them. Like, I believe that, you know, Von Miller is really playing at a Von Miller level. Yes. And, you know, he can, like, whether Trent Williams plays or doesn't play, like, he's, he's on his game. And they got everything there. Just feel like they don't have something's a little off. Something's off, Jason. Like I, you can't, you know, as an analyst, you can't really say something like that. Sounds like too, like that's not analytical enough. But something's off, and it, it might come back to bite them in this game. And I don't know, Sean McVay. I'm sure Sean McVay is wondering about the same thing. Sure. And so, if I'm San Francisco and I see these comebacks, like I know I'm a confident team. I'm sure the 49er fans are just already on the Ventura freeway coming down there right now. Oh, yeah. They're going to set up shop for three weeks, and they're just going to be there to to win this game, stay there in L.A., party in L.A. for two weeks. You know, if they have to mortgage their home to stay there yep. for the Super Bowl and then celebrate afterwards in L.A., like, those fans are going to show up. They, they're they're going to take over that stadium. They, Sean McVay's talked about it, and Matt Stafford's talked about it. They're coming. I don't want to oversimplify it, but sometimes I feel like we get in the weeds and and we don't just look at the main thing. Both of these quarterbacks have an oblique factor, right? They're humming along, and then they do something in the red zone or backed up against their own goal line, and you're like, why, how? What, what, how, why did he ever, why, how could that have happened? Right. Does it just come down to between Garoppolo and Stafford? One of these guys steps in their own poo. There's a pick six. You know what I mean? There's a, a forced throw in a critical moment that swings the pendulum. I I mean, sometimes it's like right in front of your eyes. Right. I mean, that's part of their DNA. Yes, it is. And it's it's why Jimmy fights to get credibility. Yeah. You know, he's won four playoff games in you know the last three years. Not not many not many players have that on the resume. Uh, we know that he's tough as can be, playing through a bunch of injuries right now. He's had to deal with Trey Lance all year long. I mean, he's not he's not going to get the recognition unless he puts together like a perfect performance on Sunday, and it's probably going to take that. Probably going to take a perfect. Performance, whatever that is, whether he, he throws it 17 times or has to throw it 30 times, he, he probably has to be perfect. And, you know, you can count the number of times since he's been to San Francisco where he's been perfect. Right. 
So, but that's what it's going to take. And, you know, there's a bunch of talented players that are going to be hitting them and bumping them and talking to them uh, from the Rams the whole game. And how do you be, how can you be perfect in that environment? You know, it, it seems hard for him. Um, I do want to see more Debo. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah we, we talked about this game yes. for a few minutes. Like, we're, we're looking at one of the the great, great players in this league and one of these guys where you don't know what he's going to do on yeah. any given play. Yep. Like, kickoff, you know, that was his first kickoff return of the season, Jason. The first, you know, like, okay, third quarter, we need, a, we need a play. Give it to me. I'll do it. You know, like, you don't know what he – what he's capable of doing. We might see him throw a football this weekend. I mean, I don't, I don't know what he's going to do, but I feel like the more times he touches it, the more times we have a chance of seeing some magic happen. And I don't know that there's a defense for some of the things that he does. And if you can get Elijah Mitchell 20 carries on top of that, like that's a pretty good formula because the Rams don't, they don't play that run as well as you need to play it to right. be a championship level team. Do you have a lean in this one, Baldy? I'm leaning to the Rams because mm-hmm. I just think that, you know, week week 18 is week 18. They, they gave up the 17-0 lead. They looked like they were the dominant team, and the 49ers came back on them. And I know the Monday night game early in the season, like the 49ers whipped them. Yeah. But that's all the regular season. Like, these guys all know. They're all they're healthy. They all know that this is their chance for a ring. Odell. Cup, you know, Aaron Donald, you know, as many MVPs as he's going to get, um, he needs a ring to start really being thought of as, you know, one of the 10 greatest defensive players of all time, whatever category yeah. you want to create for him. He needs a ring. So I think they, and that, and that could be a motivator. It still doesn't, you know, play, play to play for you, but it's, 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 it's a good motivator for a lot of these guys. Stafford puts everything to rest from his days at Georgia when yep. he couldn't win anything and all that. So like, I just think you're going to get their best, their best performance this weekend. Yeah. There is a lot on the line legacies, et cetera. Um, should be another classic weekend of football. We are certainly pumped up for it and we will be with you guys next week to break that down and to start looking at the Super Bowl. And I think by then Baldy, the NFL will be hiring coaches and maybe done firing them at that point. But, but who knows? Maybe, maybe that's, maybe I'm asking for too much there, but we, we thank you guys as always yeah. for listening to Baldy's breakdowns, please rate review, subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your, your uh, podcast goodness. We'd love to have you on board with us every single week as we continue to um, chronicle the NFL with you here again. You can find me on Twitter at Jason Lock and Four. You can find Baldy on Twitter at Baldy NFL, where his video breakdowns are the best in the business. And we look forward to chatting again next week as we know the Super Bowl matchup and get close to putting a bow on this 2021 season. Baldy, enjoy the games, brother. Look yep. forward to talking to you next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.